Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt Olson, Danny Oakstead, and Big G. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to This Week in MTG, your aggregate news podcast for all things Magic the Gathering. But you're getting a bonus episode, so I guess kind of news and stuff, but... We're having a bonus episode today with the one and only ancestral founder of Moxtober, correct? Uh, I'm actually not the founder. Um, I do run uh, the website mtg.design, um, and then uh, I'm, I guess, one of the uh, stewards, maybe, of Moxtober. Okay. And so we got him here. We're going to be talking about Moxtober. For those of you who don't know what Moxtober is, stick tuned because we're going to tell you all about it. And it's a really cool month-long, like, creative brewing, card making, just really get you engaged with uh, magic in a different, like, facet than maybe what you're used to and stuff. So let's start this off by Ancestral. You want to tell us who you are and uh, start from there and then we'll continue on. Uh, sure thing. Um, yeah, my real name is Martin. Um, I uh, have the website mtg.design where you can create uh, custom cards and uh, make make fun fun cards and share them with people. I've, I've been playing Magic since the mid-90s, so a long time ago. Um, big Commander player. But, uh, but yeah, um, Moxtober is uh, something that bradley rose started um and this is back in 2018 and he uh started it are you familiar with inktober is that something you're familiar with yes yes i've definitely got posts of inktober uh yeah yeah so like inktober gosh it's been like i don't know more than 10 years or something like that and and correct me if i'm wrong but i think it was basically it was a it was a guy who wanted to get better at like inking his own drawings like for comic books and such uh, for my and, understanding, yeah. Yeah. And so with different word prompt every day. So this is kind of motivation for him to get better at drawings, uh, have a theme, something to like get inspired with. And it kind of caught on, I think, in that little niche community. Um, and I think what ended up happening was other people were like, oh, this is really cool. Like have a word prompt each day. Hey, I could like make a short story every day or I could, uh, you know, write a some lyrics or something like that, poetry or whatever. So um, uh, Bradley Rose, he's got a podcast. Uh, it's called Beacon of Creation. And his podcast is focused mostly on magic design. So kind of design philosophy and also around people who actually want to like design their own magic cards. Um, and so uh, he came up with, the idea of Moxtober back in 2018, um, and it it basically it's just like Inktober, but but for magic. And I think when he started in 2018, it was just one person, just him. Uh, originally, he was going to call it Meltober. Um, so it, it, I don't know if you're familiar with these psychographics. Um, this is something that Mark Rosewater came up with. Psychographics. Um, the idea is that there's these different types of players. Uh, so, like, you have your Timmy player who likes really big creatures, right? Like, playing just really big, monstrous things on the battlefield. You have Johnny, who's a combo player, who likes 
doing combo stuff. Um, and Mel, uh, I think it was Melvin, I think it has to do with uh, like the lore and it's it's less about um, like doing creative things. It's less about the actual you know being like the the best tournament player or whatever. <laughs> um, so in any ways, he came. He was he was going to call it Meltober, and someone convinced him. They're like, you know what? That's not really a good name. People aren't going to know what that means. Um, and so uh, they convinced uh, Brad to um, to change it to Moxtober, which I think works really good. You know, Mox is like that very iconic, you know, magic word. Anyone in the magic community knows what a Mox is. Yeah, as soon as you hear Mox, it's like, and you're kind of vaguely from familiar with magic. It's like, oh, this is a magic thing. That's pretty cool. And then the 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 strong association just Mox in general. I like it. I liked hearing Mox Tober just rolls off the tongue pretty nicely too. So yeah, uh, 2019, I think he had maybe like a dozen people. 2020, there were several hundred. And then in 2021, so last year, uh, actually, it's kind of funny. So last year, uh, we had Midnight Hunt. We had Crimson Vow, you know, these sort of like kind of dark, gritty sets. I mean, there's like a, got that whole wedding thing going on. But, um, but you know, very um, kind of it worked well for Halloween, right? And so Wizards said, let's do a Magictober. So last year, we had Moxtober with our own prompts, and then Wizards had Magictober with their prompts. Um, Wizards' Magictober was just drawings and art. It, probably strategically, they Wizards uh, designers they have to be really careful. They're not allowed to see other people's designs, like hard designs, yes. for legal reasons. So it kind of made some sense that they were just doing drawings and stuff. Um, but when it comes down to Moxtober, it's literally, it can be anything, anything creative that you want. It could be writing about, it could be strategy articles. It could be fan fiction. You you can, you can put stuff up on, you know, deviant art. I mean, it's, it's what, whatever strikes your fancy. Um, you can build and brew decks. So there's uh, whatever works well for you. I do want to point out that the hashtag Moxtober on Twitter is just chock full of awesome people's creations and, you know, following along with the monthly prompts. So, uh, listeners, I'll make sure to uh, link down to the hashtag Moxtober in Twitter if, if you got Twitter and stuff to follow because people are creative and I love looking through this right now. It, it, this is all decentralized. Um, there's a... a this is all decentralized. Mark Confidant came up with the prompts. He did a survey. We tried to get it out to different communities to try to see, like, hey, what kind of prompts do you do you like? What what works well last year? And it's across different platforms. It could be you could be on Reddit, you can be on Twitter, you can do stuff on Discord. Um, on my website, you've got a way where if you create your own magic card like a, your own commander or what have you you can submit it and it'll it'll show up in a little gallery so yeah it's uh to what am i going for here um early morning uh brain brain fog <laughs> yeah i know right um do, 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 do. Yeah, okay i guess i can we can just talk about some of the prompts um okay and i guess we could talk about my project 
Let's do it. So uh, okay. we got all these all these prompts, one for each day. We're, we're recording a little later, so day nine is swords. But like leading up to that, you got just single word prompts that can go whatever way you want, like you were saying. So like fool was day one. And I saw that there's some people that had like gesture looking like cards and stuff for, for day one mm-hmm. in there. Yeah, there's a little bit of a sub theme this year. Mark chose to have sort of like a tarot theme. Uh, and I shouldn't say it's Mark. It's it's the community here. We we we. So if you're familiar with like a tarot deck, uh, there's a lot of this stuff here, like cups and uh, temperance and hangman and stuff like that. Devil. So, um, but I think that works really well with Magic's fantasy theme. Uh, like day seven is wheel, and many of us know about wheeling, wheeling your hand and stuff like that. So you can really have a lot of fun with this. Uh, and, um, and so I have a project that I had been thinking about doing for quite some time when ever since wizards came out with partner commanders, and this was a few years ago now, it always occurred to me that we could play commander kind of like jumpstart. Um, so jumpstart, right? That's the product you get, you get a, a box of packs you just shuffle two packs together and you have a deck like ready to go super easy to like play with your friends or if or if you've got like a a person who's just not a huge magic player um but might be interested in playing you know just shuffle two decks together they kind of have some you know dogs and pirates or whatever so i thought well wouldn't it be nice if i could have a way to play commander because i i like brewing decks Oftentimes I'm kind of lazy, like I just don't have a lot of time for it, and and I don't have like a ton of money. I, I'm kind of passionate about being able to brew decks on a budget. So I thought, well, what if there was a way I could I could have a deck for each partner, and then I could just like mix and match them between games, right? So. Uh, you know, take a red commander, take a white commander, and then the next game, hey, maybe I'll do a red commander and a blue commander. Um, and then each each deck would have like synergies with that with that partner. And then there were some there were some difficulties there. Uh, and I also got lazy, so I just didn't <laughs> didn't really see my my uh, got busy and didn't see it through. But fast forward to this year. So Wizards came out with Battle for Baldur's Gate. And with that set, you have the background mechanic. And the background mechanic has a bunch of commanders that say, choose your background, choose a background. And then there's a bunch of enchantments that are also commanders, right, that you can pair them with. So it's it's just like the partner commander, except uh, one is a creature and one is an enchantment. Um, so, for example... You might have something like uh, Street Urchin, or you might have Inspiring Leader. Uh, you could have a Criminal Past, right? These different kinds of backgrounds. Um, this is very much like Dungeons and Dragons-esque. So I thought, well, wouldn't it be great to just kind of take this idea I'd been thinking about? Um, and I was looking at the Moxtober calendar, and I was like, hey, you know what? This works pretty well. We got 31 days. There's about 60 of these backgrounds and and choose a background creatures. I could, you know, divide that 
that by two have half backgrounds, half creatures. And that leaves like 15 apiece, and there's five colors, so it could do three of each one. So, uh, so the goal here is to have one for each day. And I figured if if I didn't have to brew an entire deck, because I think if I was brewing a 100-card deck every day, that would just be way too much. Oh, yeah. But if I only have to brew half of a deck, uh, you know, maybe that would be manageable. So what I ended up doing was, uh, I kind of thought about this. Okay, let's say let's say I'm, I'm at Commander Knight, and I, I just want to play a deck, and I, you know, want to, maybe I even want to do it randomly, right? When I'm done, you know, it's it, really easy to shuffle them together, but when I'm done, I got to be able to take these decks apart. So probably won't be able to do monocolored commanders very easily. I mean, I could, like, put some kind of stickers in there, but then I have to spend a lot of mental energy trying to figure out, you know, like which card goes to which deck. Uh, So I figure, you know what, we've got four different colors that one color could pair with. So, uh, so we'll just basically, let's just do um, off color combinations. And then that way I have to worry about, well, I really wanted to have, I really want to have Cultivate, right, in two different green decks. Like, I want to have it with the commander, I want to have the background. If they're never together, then that should be fine. Yeah. But the other thing would be, uh, there's a lot of cards that are in common. Like, I mean, how many decks of yours have Soul Ring and Command Tower in them? Uh, a pretty good chunk of them, I'd say. <laughs> Almost all of them, maybe. So I figured, okay, you know what? There, There's going to be a lot of... I'm, I'm going to have to figure out a way to... You know, for for those to not clash with you know backgrounds and commanders, and also like it, it you know, I don't want to have to buy twenty soul rings and you know thirty soul rings and thirty command towers. I mean, they're they're cheaper now than they used to be, but but some other cards like if I wanted to run fabled passage or uh, you know if I wanted to do if I wanted to have some more expensive uh, cards like chromatic lantern. I don't really want to buy 30 of them. Exactly. <laughs> it yeah. just seems kind of excessive. So uh, so the the plan for that um, would be to have sort of like a sideboard and something that I call the every board. And it's just 20 cards that I'll just run in every combination no matter what. And they're all going to be um, colorless, like non, no, no uh, color identity, right? Commander identity. So that would be things like Evolving Wilds. That would be things like, um, you know, Commander Sphere, uh, Swiftfoot Boots, Myriad Landscape, stuff like that. And so basically 20 cards, we'll just kind of ignore all those. Those will just be kind of our, our staples. So then we're left with 40 cards for the Commander and 40 cards for the uh, background. And then maybe about a third of those are going to be lands. So... When it comes down to it, I'm only have to only have to brew about maybe like 25 cards for each each half deck. When you made your video about this, and I'm, I was listening to, it, I'm like, holy shit, this is a really intense idea, and I am all for it. the 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 every board there. And I just got thinking of like, oh, what are some good cards that could definitely go in like every deck that are like artifact? First one that came to mind was like treasure map, you know, to, to yeah. scry and give you treasures to help make the colors for when you combine the two decks together. And and stuff like that, and so I was like, I was I was I was in, and I'm like, this is going to be a really cool deck prompting, deck brewing, 
uh, concept to do. And I'm excited to tr- try and see how many of these I can make and then try at my commander night, shuffle them up and be like, okay, we're trying something a little different here every time. Yeah. And, and the every board is like, you could, I mean, anyone can, can steal any of my things. I don't really care, but, uh, but if you were, if you were doing this on your own, yeah, you could, you could make, you, you could pile it up. You could put, um, you know, way more powerful lands in there if you wanted if, if you've got a strip mine if you've got you know maze of Ith, if you want to have um if you want to have city of brass in there like whatever yeah you can you can beef this up foil it out uh what's really great is that uh you if you have a f- few more expensive cards that you like the every board again it's like if you're doing it kind of the way that i uh the, the way i was thinking you don't have to like buy you know, 30 copies of these. Um, you can literally just just have one and you'll just use that every board every time. You don't have to worry about proxying a mana crypt for every deck. It's just in the every board. There you go. There's so many people that I know that are like, why is mana crypt got to be so expensive? I got to put it in all the decks. And then because it's like, they're very focused on having like the, the, the actual like magic card, not like necessarily a proxy kind of a thing. But yeah. Yeah. This, uh, this whole deck prompt is really cool and just having and and having an outline going along with moxtober for this to kind of like guide you in a way to help you think about a way to do this i think it pairs very well and this is definitely a good time for you to have come up with this to you know to 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 get out there with people and let brewers be brewers yeah uh yeah i've i'm a little behind here i've got a couple of videos i'm going to be queuing up and putting up on on my my newish youtube channel here um which i'm calling dollar commander uh and the first so first day is fool i have dungeon delver um so the whole idea is who's foolish enough to actually go into a dungeon that's um full of unknown stuff poorly lit danger around every corner that just doesn't seem like a good idea (laughs) yeah yeah that's that's very accurate i would say and then uh and then day two is sun uh and this one actually had a little bit of trouble um i gotta i really wanted to make sure i i got all the colors in um and there's some really excellent cards in commander that are related to sun you've got sun titan you've got you know green sun zenith i mean there's lots of um powerful effects um but the probably the best i could do with the choose your command choose a background commanders because there's only you know so many of them uh in the backgrounds i have ellen harbury's um ellen is like this uh i guess the the lore is she's like a baker um and she's like a a a busybody right ellen harbury's busybody she's just uh, gossip, town gossip, um, but she's very cheerful, you know, and her baked goods are really great. So she's got a sunny personality. Oh, I'd agree. Uh, so, so yeah, basically those two, um, Dungeon Delver is, is about, uh, you know, getting into the dungeon. Uh, we've got the, there's a, the dungeon mechanic, right, that came out with the first uh, Dungeons and Dragons set that we had. And then with the newest one, they have this uh, take the initiative, which sort of expands that further. There's like an extra dungeon, the the undercity that you can explore. Um, but Dungeon Delver, it says uh, rooms, uh, room abilities of dungeons 
you own trigger trigger an additional time as long as I've got the commander on the battlefield. Uh, so a little tough there because the dungeons, um, there's only so many cards that that play with that. Um, so I ended up uh, looking at all the dungeons, and a lot of them somewhere along the way will draw you a card. Um, I think like the 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 dungeon of the the Fandelver dungeon is the one that people would oftentimes go through because you you get that card draw and you can never go wrong. Um, so for that background, I ended up um, doing uh, just a card draw theme, and then for for Ellen, so Ellen Harbreeze, she's got uh, you can kind of filter through your deck for the number of tokens you created. White has a lot of creature token generation, so I figured Ellen would probably be a good go-wide commander. So just have a lot of effects that can put bodies on the battlefield, little little tokens, and and then at the end of turn, you can tap her and you know go find a go find a better card. Yeah, definitely. And with like white anthem kind of effects with those tokens, uh, intangible virtues for someone that pops to mind, making a bunch of different tokens. And uh, making that uh, plus mm-hmm. one, plus one in Vigilance seems really good. Absolutely. So, yeah, so I just got done brewing. So the next two days here. So on the 10th, uh, so the 10th of October uh, is Tower, and then the 11th is Coins. And there's a, um, and if you go on Twitter, you can go to MTG Moxtober. Uh, you can see a link there. Um, if you go to mtg.design, I've got a little calendar on the website as well. Um, but uh, there's a uh, the calendar here, Tower and Coins. So I've got, uh, for Tower, um, I've got a background here, and that would be Candlekeep Sage. So Candlekeep is like a, it's, it's basically like a, f- a fortress um, where you know, wizards would do the research and stuff like that. And so I can explain a little bit about those, uh, that commander background, if you want. Yeah, go into it. We're, we're going to jump into some uh, deck decks there here now for listeners that are eager to see uh, brewing ideas and just like, you know, get get excited for something like this. Yeah. So yeah, Candlekeep Sage. Uh, so that would be for Tower. And then for Coins, I've got Burakos, Party Leader. So I'll dive into the sage here. So for two and a blue, it's it's a background. And commander creatures you own have when this creature enters or leaves the battlefield, draw a card. So obviously, hey, uh, if we can find ways to have the commander um, enter or leave, that's going to be best for this background. If if I was brewing a, um, a regular commander deck, I'd probably have like... I probably have like a, a white blue kind of thing going on. Cause there's tons of flicker effects in white. Oh yeah. Um, blue has a few flicker effects, but not as many as white does. So, so basically I, I w- want to run as many flicker effects, I think as I can, uh, but blue does have bounce and that would count, right? Whenever the, the commander leaves the battlefield, uh, draw a card as well. So depending on who this is paired with, and that's the tricky thing here is we don't know. I don't know what commander is going to pair with Candlekeep Sage. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I mean, I'd love, like, for example, Abdel 
Abdel Adrian, uh, he would be like the perfect Candlekeep Sage uh, commander because uh, he creates all these tokens when uh, when stuff leaves or enters. Yes, but um, but I think there could still be plenty of other commanders where this would still work well, and and that's kind of the I think the intriguing thing for me, and I don't know how well these decks are going to go, but if it's fun and unpredictable, I think it's still a success. Yeah, so I think the way I want to do this um, would be I want to go with flicker effects. I want to go with bounce. Uh, so I came up with um, bring a bunch of instants that flicker. We've got like essence flux, which is a one mana, just exile, return it. Uh, we've got ghostly flicker, which lets you exile two things and return them to the battlefield, run away together, which you could target your commander and your opponent's creature. So a bunch of those effects. Uh, and then and we've got a bunch of creatures that have some enter the battlefield effects, uh, which would be pretty helpful if we're bouncing stuff or flickering. Um, so, you know, you've got staples like Archaeomancer, which lets us return an instant or sorcery. And then a bunch of other wizards. So I figured if if we had a bunch of wizards here with this um with this background that might be able to play into some of these other commanders later on so if we wanted to do like a tribal thing and we can kind of play with that and i am thinking ahead a little bit here with Barakos, so those wizards are going to come into going to be a little bit more helpful um this also helps differentiate candlekeep sage uh earlier i was talking about how we had dungeon delver and Dungeon Delver was all about drawing an extra card. I should have actually explained that. In addition to the dungeon thing, it was just it was just drawing an extra drawing extra card. So I didn't want to have the sage be the same thing. So so anyways, we've got we've got other wizards. We've got uh, fairy you know fairy seer, cloudkin seer. Uh, we've got Gadwick the wizened, um, and then everybody's friend Naru Meha, um, and Naru is that wizard that lets you copy an instant or sorcery um and that will combo with a bunch of other cards uh with you know like infinite combos i'm not usually a big fan of doing the infinite combos in my decks but i feel like we're going to need the help here um oh, these yeah. these decks are not going to be quite as uh fine-tuned as you know your standard 100 card commander deck right they're going to be like built but they're not gonna yeah very very well tuned so it's like you can have these like more potential powerful things that can come up every once in a while i'd say in here because it's going to be more more random having two different decks absolutely yeah so you know venser we've got that in there we've got some ninjutsu as well so i figure hey you know what if i'm attacking with a creature and it doesn't go blocked i can put in uh i can put in a, a ninja and then return the unblocked attacker, which will fl which will trigger. I could return my commander to my hand if I want, or I can return one of these other creatures that have an ETB, uh, you know, like Cloudkin Seer or Archaeomancer. Uh, so that's basically that deck. I mean, it's fourteen creatures. We've got about eleven spells. F fortunately, Panharmonicon Pan has gotten a little bit cheaper, so I oh, I figured yes. I could justify throwing that in. Very, very much so. I saw that. This deck looks like, I don't know if you know this, but I love the idea of like wizard bouncing and stuff. I work, try to work on like a modern deck with this. So I'm looking at this. I'm like, oh, dude, this is like all the stuff that I want to play. 
Super cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's uh, according to Moxfield here, 18 bucks. So that was kind of the goal is like, hey, I want to do like, if it's like $50 for the whole deck, like, I feel like that, I don't know, to me, again, I've got this like budget mindset, you know, I don't want to spend a lot of money. Um, so I feel like, you know, I'm hitting that goal there if it's under $20. Oh, 100% agree with that. Like this, like looking at half a deck to make a bunch of different deck combinations, like, oh, this is more manageable to, you know, open my wallet towards. And then you can like reuse the cards and then going back to like the every board and stuff like that. But yeah, keeping it cheaper makes a lot more magic players happy because they're like, now I can play more magic on like a pretty solid budget or I can save up now to try and get a, a, a more expensive card for this one deck because this whole deck was just so cheap to make. Mm -hmm. I, I do. Have uh, so yeah, as far as lands go, um, the, the one thing that you'll, you'll see is I'll have a gate and a thriving land in each deck. The 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 downside with this experiment is I can't have dual lands. Um, I can't have anything that you know. I can't do the bounce the Ravnica bounce lands. Um, I can't. I can't even have just you know those those gain lands with the you know you gain one life when it enters because I don't know what color it's going to be paired with. Mm -hmm. um, but Wizards does have those thriving lands from Jumpstart. So kind of following that recipe. And then they came out with the gates, um, which also works well. So um, like Seagate, for example, it enters tapped. I choose a color other than blue. And so I'm going to choose the other color that it's paired with all the time. Um, and then it basically is a dual land. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's more or less the deck here. There's a couple of uh, like Displacement Wave, um, Baral's Expertise. I can kind of return stuff and cheat stuff out, but... Uh, but, but yeah, that's basically the deck. Um, and then, uh, hopefully the other half will have some more exciting creatures and stuff that I can work with, right? I can flicker and, 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 uh, take advantage of. Right. And, and you can get like, you were talking about with Brokos there, or Brakos, how you can get like the, uh, the, the party mechanic going with him and stuff. So it's like, hopefully finding, the, the getting that right balance for both decks to synergize together. I, I do have one comment. I think that would be a pretty good addition into this deck would be Riptide Laboratory in the land since you got a good chunk of wizards here. Yeah, that would be actually be it would it would work well if we knew uh especially if we knew the um the commander was going to be a wizard. Um but oh um, yes. but yeah, that would totally work. Absolutely. How how many wizards have background here just quickly looking through you got well, you can't do mono blue with that. So, are there green wizards or black wizards? No, <laughs> there's only blue wizards. It looks like there's only blue wizards. Yep. So. But I mean, that's okay. Um, you know, and, and 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 if someone else is doing this, maybe they could figure out a way to do monocolored creature and background. I I just find it might be a bit limiting. That I guess you could throw like, for example, you could throw all the. Uh, the counter spells in one side, or you could throw, you could have your gates in one and your thriving lands in the other. But um, I just think it's, it would be really hard w once you're done with the game to like separate the two f from each other. You know, they just look kind of, right. kind of homogenous. Right. But this deck looks very solid. I don't know. At least to me, it makes me excited to try and do builds and stuff like this. Yeah. Cause you really just get to like focus in on one thing that this deck can do. 
and try and see how well you can make it do its thing as half of the deck and then and then hopefully it's like okay it pairs well with another deck hopefully you know fingers crossed <laughs> and, I, and i think if if someone's uh struggling with i mean you you see this in a lot of different um hobbies where maybe you're you're struggling on something and like you've got this you know sort of uh you know like uh mind block or whatever you know if, you, if you're a writer and you're struggling with like trying to you know write your novel sometimes people will just okay i'm just going to write a, an extremely short story you know like i'm going to write three paragraphs what can i come up with um and this might be you know kind of fun a fun exercise for someone who's like you know what i I like brewing these decks and then I just kind of get halfway through it and I kind of get lost with like what the theme is where you, you, you really have to be careful here because you're playing with like 25 to 30 cards. There's not, you know, you don't have a whole lot of room for, for anything, but you know, sort of that core theme. I, I can definitely attest. There's been multiple times that I've been like starting to brew a deck, a hundred card deck. And I'm just like going through it. I'm halfway through. It's like, Oh yeah, all this. And then it's like, but what about this part, this part? We got to try and get this all into here. So, yeah, just keeping it more focused on just what the one half does that pairs with either the the uh, legendary command, choose your background commander or the background side of the deck and stuff to, you know, break the the the, the deck builders, deck brewers block. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can talk about here the, so for day 11... Uh, day 11, that is coins. Um, so I can talk about the Barakos deck here. Yeah, yeah I'm looking so, forward to this one too. Yeah, so Barakos, party leader. Uh, so Barakos is a cleric, a rogue, a warrior, and a wizard. So uh, right off the bat, this orc is all of those four classes. And whenever Barakos attacks, defending player loses X life and you create... X treasure tokens, where X is the number of creatures in your party. Um, this is, I think Barakos was, was the commander precon, one of the p- commander precons uh, that came out at the same time. Yeah, it was the uh, white-black uh, party deck. I can't remember the name of the, the lady that was in charge of it, or at the helm of it. Oh, I think I think Barakos is the, I think she's actually the, the leader. Yeah. yeah, she's later, and this is the backup commander that was with Fable Hero was the background that was in this deck. I believe that's right. Yeah. Um, my so uh, I did a deck exchange recently, uh, and it was kind of cool. So uh, thirty to fifty dollar suggested budget deck, <laughs> um, and so basically you said, hey, you know what? I, I want this kind of deck, or like, don't give me a Gogari, like, right. You know, I have like a, a Hapatra deck, so don't, you know, don't send me that, but like send me anything new in the last whatever. You can, you know, say what preference you want. And then um, like a Secret Santa, someone would send you a deck and then you mail someone else a deck. Um, so you give a deck, you get a deck. And uh, so this was this was a deck that I actually got um, at a Barakos um, Fabled Hero deck. Uh, and it was a lot of fun, honestly. Um, it, uh, I, I had a chance to play that and boy, did I get a lot of treasure, um, that the treasure never ended. Yeah. Uh, Barakos <clears throat> seems like even just like making two treasures or a single treasure alone, it's, it's, it's a good deal, but you're going to be making that four or five pretty consistently. Yeah. It's so I figured, you know what? Uh, we got coins this day. I mean, 
you you know in, in Dungeons and Dragons, right? You you go out and you get all the loot, and then you gotta gotta distribute it among the party. So um, so I figured that worked pretty well with coins, you know, selling your stuff. Um, so so Baracos is going to be the the commander for for the coins day. And uh, we're gonna play into the different uh, creature types, right? So cleric, rogue, warrior, wizard, uh, because obviously more of those are gonna be better for Barakos. And we're probably gonna go a little more creature heavy, uh, and then spells that relate to the party. So for for Barakos, uh, we've got we've got warriors. Um, like I see. Uh, gutter bones, which uh, we can use as sacrifice fodder. We can return gutter bones back to the um, from your graveyard to hand. Uh, we've got uh, what else do we have here? Reassembling skeleton, which is actually a warrior uh, for uh, f- uh, fleshbag marauder uh, for uh, clerics, um, and and really kind of looking at Barakos again, right? When you're attacking with Barakos. Uh, defending player loses some life. You create some tokens. So I figured, you know, a little bit of a sort of like a drain life theme would probably not be a bad idea here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have a bunch of these cheap artifacts. So cards like Disciple of the Vault, um, whenever an artifact is put into a graveyard from play, uh, you may have target opponent lose a life. So if we crack that treasure then they're going to lose a life, which would be great. Yeah, you make make four treasures, crack them to cast a spell, and four life on top of whatever spell you're casting after that. It seems really good. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Malakir Blood Priest, uh, you know, a little bit of of blood drain for the number of creatures in your party. Marauding Blight Priest, which whenever you gain life, opponents lose life. Uh, I really like Nadir's Nightblade, um, so whenever a token cre- uh, you control leaves the battlefield, again, each opponent loses a life, you gain a life. That's um, a really cool and then card. there's a couple of, um, so, you know, Viserys Seer, that, that, that sacrifice outlet, one mana sacrifice outlet, and Viserys Seer is a wizard, which works out great. Marionette Master, um, whenever an artifact you control is put in the graveyard, an opponent loses life equal to Marionette Master's power, so every time we crack a treasure... They're going to take uh, a life a life hit, uh, and then we've got a bunch of spells that get better with a larger party. So we've got stuff like Coveted Prize, which is basically a, a tutor, and we've got Thwart the Grave, which lets us return up to one cleric, rogue, warrior, or wizard card straight to the battlefield, um, and then some other cards like Deadly Dispute, where hey, I can sacrifice. Uh, an artifact or creature, so sacrifice a treasure, draw two cards and create another treasure. Uh, and uh, Bantu's Monument, which thankfully these monuments have, are starting to get some reprints here, so the price is coming down a little bit. Um, Very much so, so our black creature spells are a little bit cheaper, but then it also drains a life. And I figured Cranial Plating probably wouldn't be horrible if we've got all these treasures around, uh, and then we could attach that onto Barakos and if if we are struggling for, for any reason to drain our opponent's life, maybe we can still get in uh, during attack. Oh, very much so. There's also a changeling outcast in here that you could just like put that on with all of your treasures and just hit with an unblockable. Exactly. Yeah, totally. 
Uh, there is a combo here. I got Puppeteer Click. So um, Puppeteer Click lets you like steal your opponent's creature that's in the uh, in the graveyard. Um, it has Persist, but then we have Haunted One, which is another background. And I can get away with having a second background inside the deck because we know that the commander it'll be paired with won't be black. So uh, so having additional backgrounds in the 99 is totally fine. Um, but Haunted One says whenever uh, your commander is tapped, like when you're attacking, it and other creatures you control that share a creature type get plus two plus O, oh, but the key here is that it has Undying. So you got Puppeteer Click, click which has Persist, and then Haunted One, which has Undying. <laughs> That's really um, good. Yeah, so if it, okay, right, Persist, if it doesn't have a minus one, minus one, it re-enters with the minus one minus one, whereas Undyne is sort of the opposite. And of course, what happens when you have a minus one, minus one counter and a plus one, plus one counter, they just, they just both disappear. Yeah. And, and you just get to keep the creature and repeat the process there as long as that, and then it enters, you steal another creature from their graveyard. Oh, that's not, that's really, that's really good. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, there's, there's tons of cards I could have slotted in here. Um, it, it, when you only have so many cards, it's kind of like, what do I do? Um, I really had to be careful. I wanted to have some removal. So, you know, I, I threw in an extinction event. Uh, we've got, of course, you know, I guess Puppeteer Click kind of kind of steals a creature, but it, it can be it can be a little hard um, because you can't do everything. But you know what? This can be sort of a living sort of document, right? Like, I mean, nothing says just like in real life, you make a deck, you can so certainly tweak it later. Um, so maybe it turns out I want to have, um, you know, maybe it turns out I want to have that, uh, there's a black creature spell with the party. Um, what is that called? Oh, uh, deadly alliance. Um, maybe I want to throw that in there or maybe I want to have, uh, more of, um, a discard theme with Boracos. I, you know, I suppose I could do that. It's black, um, acquisitions expert would be, you know, totally um, a, a fine card to throw in there. Um, but, um, but yeah, as it stands, that that's kind of what we have sort of when, when things die, we get, you know, drain some life agent of the iron throne. Whenever an artifact or creature is put into the grave graveyard, each opponent loses a life. So, um, so that's kind of what the deck is and that'll pair. I think it'll actually pair nicely with the, uh, with the, with the blue background that we created. Um, because the Candlekeep Sage will have that be all these wizards, so the wizards will kind of play in with Barakos when we have the two paired together. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Like those two together would be very solid. Uh, but you know, I think it also works fine with other ones. So we were talking about Ellen Harbreeze, um, the the white commander that uh, for each token that you create, you know, you can tap her and filter through the top. Well, hey, we're gonna have. Um, we're gonna have a bunch of uh, treasure tokens with Barakos, so that'll work fine with Ellen. Uh, and if we're looking at, I suppose if we're looking at the Dungeon Delver, um, Dungeon Delver has uh, a bunch of uh, different background deck I created has uh, has that draw an extra card function. And honestly, like any kind of deck that has extra card draw, you're gonna be fine with that. Oh, 100%. Um, so even if even if Barakos isn't the perfect uh, sort of dungeon pair, 
the fact that we'll be able to draw extra cards, that's never a bad thing. They, so far, everything, all these, all these decks that you've talked about, they do seem that they would pair together no matter kind of how you look at it, how you build uh, Brakos and going to be pairing with a Dungeon Delver or with the Sage and stuff. Like, it just goes to show that, you know, like two deck ideas can come together and pair significantly well. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, I think Wizards, um, when they were designing these, they did a really good job. Um, and I'm just kind of thankful because I remember the partners, and this is probably, I'm, I'm sure that Wizards, they, they did plenty of testing, you know, play testing with this stuff because you can't, you can't have, when they introduced more partners, uh, it's, they can't take these away, right? And, and no one wants to have their favorite partner band and commander. And thankfully, I don't think we have any that are yet. Um, although people might, you know, might make the case for Thrasios or they might make the case for, uh, you know, for some of these guys. But but what's really uh, kind of uh, helpful here is that a lot of these backgrounds are relatively cheap, like two, three mana. Um, and the commanders themselves, um, you know, aren't too expensive either. So, um, so that works. I think that works out well with this sort of, you know, these sort of have decks that you can sort of get your go your get your theme going um, without having to, you know, before the game ends, right? Yeah. Oh man. So, you you mind if I jump in here with a deck that I I put together for today's uh, theme? Absolutely. Yeah. So talking about uh, Brackos here. I'm like, oh, this one would pair very well with Barakos. So I took the uh, blue enchantments of Fey Wild Visitor. Uh, the, the theme is swords for today, and I was working on making a deck about swords before, I guess, picking the the background. And uh, Fey Wild Visitor was kind of like the closest to theme of like, oh, I'm getting these swords. They're going to be hitting, and when they hit. With a sword, you just make an extra dragon. You make a token and stuff. So this one's more based on art, which I guess is another interest, uh, another way that you can be taking these prompts. It's like, oh, I'm going to be looking for art on cards that uh, correspond with the day's prompt. Totally. And I went, I went ham with that, and it's uh, blue. And some of the some old interesting cards. One that I found that has a picture of a sword on it that I'm like, Oh, this is actually just like a very solid card is a uh, dominating Lissid. It's blue, blue one, one for a summon Lissid. I got to see the Oracle text here, possibly <laughs> just to make sure that everything is the same. So it's a blue, blue one tap dominating Lissid loses this ability and becomes an aura enchantment with enchant creature attached to target creature. You may pay blue to end this effect and then you just control enchanted creature and it has it has a picture for sword and so it's like a uh, it's a steel effect it's a steel effect on a creature and it kind of looks like it's you know given it a sword Uh, a couple other and and, and just being a creature in general so like the first bit here is just creatures with swords and then you got like a phantom ninja which is an illusion ninja it can't be blocked so when you equip it there's going to be equipments here in a bit it just guarantees to get some of that damage through and then you got um, uh, Bizarre Trade Mage. This is just a 3-4 flyer. And in the art, you got like Aladdin flying on a carpet holding a sword. And uh, when that ETBs, you draw two, then discard three. Help to like, mm-hmm. work through your deck. 
Archetype of Imagination, a very powerful card for a lot of different reasons. The art is it holding two swords. It's a human wizard as well. And that can pair with uh, Brakos here with the uh, creature type sub-theme with that. Yeah, there's there's so many more wizards here. Yeah, totally. I, I, I know we were talking a while ago on the podcast, but it's like moments when you realize a creature has another uh, creature type under it like that's mind-blowing like uh example <laughs> for me was like grim grim is a zombie warrior didn't realize it was a zombie warrior and stuff yeah but um yeah yeah you could have a lot of fun with this i mean even i was just thinking about swords um like you could have a swords to plowshares uh background or or commander you could totally do a a, a white uh half deck here and oh, just have like a bunch of crazy removal and there's so much to do that because, again, magic is such a vast game and there's swords in fantasy like every which way you look. And I'm and, and you can find them in a bunch of different colors. Like there's cards that depict swords with green cards, whether it be uh, Croson Grip that's destroying a sword. And mm-hmm. you got, uh, like you were saying, swords to plowshare and a guy just holding some swords there. Raven form, blue card, it's just a raven flying off a sword that's starting to deteriorate. And that's in this deck. <laughs> yeah. Um, passionate archaeologist, that's another uh, background. Um, you could think of, okay, well, a sword is, uh, it's like a relic, right? I mean, maybe, you know, archaeologists, they dig and find old, you know, artifacts. So, you know, the Sword Coast Sailor, uh, I think that's the one I chose for, for that day. Um, obviously, that has a sword in it, veteran soldier. Um, so, yeah, there's lots of, there's, even though we only have about, uh 60 of these to play with um there's still quite a few options that um and and hey you know what like earlier like i was saying there's nothing that says you can do whatever you want from october right if if someone wants to just um they want to just brew a deck outside of this experiment that's great or if someone wanted to have fun and make their own background hey you could sure why not Oh my god, yeah, that's also very true because that's a prompt as well. Just make your own custom card to fit into this 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 template that you got here. It's really uh, no bars to do what you want with Moxtober. And being a magic player and having a, a desire to you know like play fun magic, just be creative with your your deck building and stuff like this, just kind of like opens you up to like a different possibility than what you're kind of that you could be used to and just expand more yeah i think it's i think there's a reason why wizards want did magic tober last year and but i i I think that you know like kind of going back to like the the origins of inktober this is just kind of a way to you know kind of get your creative juices flowing right so if yeah if this seems like something that might be kind of fun you know hey feel free to to see what you can come up with a lot of these, I mean, all of these uh, choose a background and backgrounds from Battle for Baldur's Gate, they're super cheap. Um, and most of them are like 10 cents. Uh, you can, you can, if you can't find them at your LGS, you can absolutely order them online because they, they are, you know, they're, they're just, they're so um, uh, common in the packs that, um, that uh, it's, it's really easy to, to start brewing with these. Right. Uh, looking at Passionate Archaeologist, that's a mythic background. It's $2.30. Like you can find them online a little cheaper and stuff than that, but still $2.30 for a background card. And uh, a bunch of them are still like a quarter, like the Uncommons uh, Veteran Soldier, 21 cents. It's just super cheap to get your hands on these cards to help with a, a, a brewing experiment like this. 
this is this is a fabulous idea that that so have you played a lot of jumpstart then to help uh, to 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 get you to think of like oh we can do jumpstart with commander oh yeah yeah i um a uh, buddy of mine and and i both we ended up both buying uh uh booster pack booster box of jumpstart and this is kind of like like the heart of the pandemic and um and so we were like you know going on spell table and <laughs> and and playing with the, uh playing these decks um with each other online so yeah i mean that that definitely got me thinking about it and and just kind of looking at like how did wizards do this you know like okay they got a thriving land in here they got a bunch of you know basics and it really like the i really like the idea i know a, um a buddy of mine had the um he got the Bruvac one, the mill, the milling uh, themed jumpstart pack, and like he just had a blast with that. You know, he's he's not uh, like a hardcore Magic gamer, but but he really had fun. You know, with the with his Bruvac deck. So uh, yeah, I mean, you can kind of take that take that mindset. Like you could you know look at those jumpstart like there, nothing says you couldn't have a, a mill background, right? Take one of these backgrounds here, one of these creatures, and. In fact, I think there's a one of those mind flayers um, is one of the commanders that you could choose that has the choose a background and it has some uh, some milling going on there. So yep, yep, that is uh, one um, there. Yeah, I was thinking pirates. Like you could take the Sword Coast Sailor and you could go ham with the the blue pirates or whatever. Uh, it's you know it's interesting because I was looking on EDH Rec. Not that I'm I'm not copying all these designs, but I'm trying to get some inspiration too. Um, and I really wanted to see, I really wanted to see what, uh, what backgrounds and, and choose a background combinations people are, are brewing the most. And there's so many combinations that just like don't exist. <laughs> they're just not, they're not on EDH rec. Like no one's doing, uh, you know, Baracos Candlekeep Sage. Like there's like two decks, you know, among all of them. And I can't remember which one I was looking at. It was, you know, it was again it was like two of these that just like you're not going to find any deck lists online and and i just find that really interesting you know and it and it also makes you feel like oh dude i can i can jump in on this and see like what's here because nobody else is touching this kind of uh, a build yet you know like be the pioneer for that combination yeah yeah absolutely um i'm i'm thinking uh for uh for day let's see here i think it was day 12 is lovers um and this gets a little tricky um i I have to admit (laughs) some of these uh finding a commander or background to fit with the theme is a little hard for me again someone else is doing this they don't you don't have to worry super hard about making like do whatever you like you know if it doesn't have to fit the theme entirely maybe you just want to do you know half deck each day but so I went with I'm I'm thinking I'm gonna end up doing Skanos uh, Dragonheart, and I figure okay we got heart in there it's lovers that makes sense. Boy oh boy am I gonna have uh, quite a time finding some green dragons here. Indeed, that that'll be interesting to see. That'll that'll be quite interesting. We'll we'll see how far I can get. <laughs> um, you know, and maybe I decide not to go dragons at all, but. Um, but yeah, we'll have to, I'll have to find some way to make that make that work. Just find all these green cards that can embodiment like what love is. Like, is there any like green cards with passion in the name? 
maybe? Uh, yeah, I mean, if we look at wait, it's 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 tough here, but if we look at, um, I mean, like other like a different commander, a different background. Oh no, no, just like for inside the deck as well. Like oh, for, for sure, just for sure, theming up and, and stuff like that, like whether it be background but then you could also just make your own lover's background that you know if like oh uh i want a red lover's background i'll figure mm-hmm. out what kind of would constitute a good lover's custom card and then go from there yeah yeah like uh i think gaia's blessing you got that like pair of uh, uh like a i don't know the the man and the woman there and they're sort of uh like embracing and of course, you've got like cathartic reunion that's in red. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a few of these. Um, uh, True love's kiss, <laughs> which actually wouldn't is isn't a half bad uh, commander card. It's it's maybe a little uh, the mana cost is maybe just a, a little pricey, but um, but but it's good removal nevertheless. Yeah, hits two things and exiles and it draws you a card. I mean, people- um, yeah, Love Struck Beast is actually a decent card, um, so that could actually work well with with Scanos. And, and and just talking about this alone just shows how far you can like branch out with just using what the term the 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 prompt for the day is. Yeah, yeah, no, and and I could do like a hidden commander, right? We sort of have like the it's it's that deck where it's like, oh boy, you know. Uh, in comes this this the really impressive commander. I'm really afraid, and it's like no, no, guys, it, it's actually doing something else entirely. You know, it's <laughs> um, it's it, this is not the the deck you're you know you're looking for. So, <laughs> and, and moments like those are always great to to show at the table. Be like, yes, this is that kind of a that's the the commander, but this deck is nowhere near what that the reason why that commander is that commander. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So the the yeah. aspect of it. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to um I I have a few cards I'm missing from a couple of these decks here, but I really want to get to Commander Knight to play some of this uh in person and and I'm sure I'm gonna make some tweaks. Like it's always gonna happen where, you know, the deck doesn't quite go the way you want it to go. But I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. I did brew a um I really wanted to brew a deck with Shameless Charlatan. Uh, I don't think I'll end up using Shameless Char- Charlatan for Moxtober, um, but that's where it says Commander Creatures you own have two in a blue. It becomes a copy of a creature. Ooh, okay. And I was trying to figure out just making a Commander deck in general with Shameless Charlatan, and I was just like racking my brain i was just like i can't figure out any way where this is going to like be very helpful um and so finally i ended up partnering partnering uh shameless charlatan with uh wilson the bear oh okay yep yep <laughs> uh, and and for a couple of reasons one was that wilson's pretty cheap so if i can get my commander out pretty cheaply then i can activate that that ability more plus wilson can't be countered so that's kind of cool and uh, and I think green. What's also kind of cool is that you know you got a lot of these really beefy green creatures. So I figured I could have um, the Shameless Charlatan just copy something like you know Terastodon or uh, or some other really big green creature. And of course, I'm not limited with my own creatures. I could copy my opponents too. But and anyway, so I I, I brewed that for for a friend of mine, 
And I was like, I wasn't sure how well it was going to work. I threw in Biomancer. I threw in a few other cards. Since I'm not doing this for, you know, this jumpstart thing, I can I can use multi multi uh, colored cards. Thankfully. Yep. Anyways, we played a game uh, blind with you know, like he played the deck blind without really looking at it, uh, and he won the match. Like he won. He was able to. Uh, he got a little lucky. He got like all the removal right at the, at the right time. <laughs> he got his. Um, he got the. Um, uh, what's the card here? Oh, I'm drawing a blank here. What's the uh, winner card? Uh, it's it's the green blue. Um, if you have four copies, you win the game. Oh, uh, Biomancer Visionary. Biomancer Visionary Visionary. Bio Visionary. He got Bio Visionary out. He was able to make copies. Um, we didn't have the removal at the right time, uh, and he pulled away with a victory. So, so, anyways, I, I think I think it goes to show you you can really have effective and good good decks with the uh, choose a background and background pairing. Um, so, um, so, anyways, uh, I, I'm going to see what it uh, once I have at least you know. Uh, two or three commanders and backgrounds that I can. We'll, we'll, we'll see if it's kind of like a if it's a little bit more than. Hopefully, it'll be a little bit more than a parlor trick, right? I wanna I wanna be able to both have fun and win, but having fun is the most important part. Very much so, and and this format, the the, the jumpstart commander going on here seems like this can give you so much fun. I've played jumpstart, and just playing jumpstart alone is really fun. And now it's just like jumping it up to make it commander viable it's like the the pool is open for everybody for this and this seems like it's just going to encompass so much fun because you can have different combinations different deck building and you just like focus like maybe you and a friend can just like work on different halves of the thing and then you just combine the decks together or just like hey opponents pick up a point at two decks these are the the commanders these are the backgrounds choose two at random and then just have have that kind of a that, that kind of a fun game going on there oh my gosh yeah i know i said it earlier but I, i'll say it again like when i was watching your video talking about this like it just clicked something in my head i'm like this seems fucking awesome <laughs> <laughs> but uh we've been we've been going at this for about an hour here i don't know if you want to continue doing something more if you want to close her up here and we'll touch on moxtober and then uh end it there yeah, I'd say we probably have probably have wrapped up most of what I wanted to talk about. So, yeah. Perfect. Okay, well, here we are at the end. Quick a quick synopsis again, or a quick summary of Moxtober, why you should check it out and be at least check it and see if it's something that you'd be interested to participate in. Yeah, so Moxtober, October 1st, October 31st. Uh, it's, a, it's a word prompt each day. Uh, anyone can participate. It's decentralized it's it's not owned by wizards corporate you can do whatever you want you don't have to do a thing every day so don't feel like oh man it's just like a lot of work you can do as many or as few days as you want you do whatever kind of creative thing that interests you uh share it online you can um hashtag mtg moxtober uh you can share it on you can share it on pretty much any kind of social media. Um, I know uh, Bradley Rose, who came up with the idea, he's posting TikToks. Like there's, um, yeah, there's not really like a wrong way to participate. 
but yeah, if you if you look online, like on um, on you know Reddit and uh, on Twitter, like there's a lot of folks who are who are um, contributing there. And if you have a uh, an interest in designing your own commander or something like that, you can always head on onto my website, which is mtg.design, and create a card, and it's it's all free. So. Now, Ancestral, where can people find you? Because I'm guessing you're going to be posting up stuff as well. And they just want like, ah, see what you're up to. Where can they find you online? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to, so I'm on YouTube. Um, so if you do a search for Dollar Commander, um, I've got the video there that we were talking about. And I'll be putting up some more. Uh, got, a, got a few videos in the pipeline. Also on Twitter, so the mtg.design um, is the website that I I do, and I'm on Twitter there. We'll see if I get Dollar Commander up there or not, but for the moment, um, mtg.design is there. Uh, and then um, I'm, again, uh, really passionate about budget brewing with Commander. Uh, so on Reddit, um, go to r slash budget brews, uh, and you can find a lot of really fun brews that people have come up with. Uh, and there's a Discord if anyone's interested, we do a twice a year, a 30 to $50 uh, deck exchange. We'll be doing one uh, probably in November as we get closer to the winter holidays. So if that's something that you might find interesting, like build a deck for a random person, mail it, send it in the mail, feel free to hop over there and uh, for more details. And of course, dear listener, I'll make sure to be linking this all down below make it easier for you to to find instead of trying to remember it but uh there you have it that's this extra special bonus episode that we got for you ancestral thank you so much for agreeing to do this uh it it tickles my fancy doing this kind of stuff and i'm excited to maybe uh do more as well thanks uh thanks for having me excellent and with that magic folk we will catch you next time Congratulations, you made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG. Your listenership means so much to us. Make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on the podcatcher of your choice. You can watch the live stream recording of the podcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube and twitch.com slash thisweekinmtg. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message to our Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. For all these links and more, check out our link tree at linktr.ee slash thisweekinmtg. Thanks so much!